0: Hi everyone, my name is Sarv, and my
1: name is Amelia, and And welcome welcome to to The Sended
0: Podcast. podcast. Here we talk about health, fitness, life as a grad student, and life in general.
1: We hope you enjoy this fun, lighthearted, and honest dialogue between two friends just trying to navigate life.
0: Hello everyone, welcome to The Sended Podcast for episode number four. Yeah, guys, welcome back. Happy to have you. Thanks for tuning in. Just wanted to start by saying thank you for listening to our third episode and all the other episodes, but especially the third one. It was a hard one to record, but we got got very good feedback from everybody. So thank you for listening, and uh, thanks for your comments.
1: Yeah, I just want to thank everyone for the support we got on the third podcast. Um, It was totally unexpected, not something that we expected to record, especially so early into the podcast, but we're happy we did it and thanks again for everyone that reached out and took the time to listen and provide feedback so thanks again guys that that was awesome
0: perfect okay so i think today for episode number four we're gonna switch gears from um our athletic lives and you know nutrition and triathlons to school what do you think Yeah, yeah, I'd be down for that. Let's talk about uh, the other major
1: player in our lives, which is school. We don't just do triathlon. We actually do other things. (laughs) We don't just work out. But
0: uh, yeah, okay, let's get into it. Okay, so I think we should start with a little bit of a background. Um, So me, uh, Sarv here, I uh, did my undergrad in Kinesiology at UBC and then I uh, came to Ottawa for my graduate degree'm um, still in human kinetics, focusing on motor control and motor learning, so i 'm very interested in how people learn uh, movements um, in very general terms uh, and I am actually finishing up my degree this month um, or next month, yeah. Um, and a master's degree in our field is uh, two years, it's research-based, thesis-based, um, and yeah, and I'll get Amelia to give a bit of background information as well. Be- before I get into that, I just, I just want to say I'm so <laughs> proud of you,
1: by the way. You're doing Thank such you. a great job right now on your thesis. I'm so proud of all the hard work you're doing and I, I can't wait um, till you're done. I'm just so proud of you. Watching Sarv go through this process, it's been, I, I don't know, a year and a half now because I did the pilot study with you last January, two, like a year and a half ago. So just watching you come as far as you have has been awesome. You're doing great. Um, yeah, so I did my undergrad at UOttawa. It was a Bachelor's of Science in Human Kinetics. And I've always really loved motor control. So I uh, decided to pursue a master's in science in human kinetics and then specifically again in the field of motor control. And um, my work currently is focusing on proprioception, which is just the sense of your body's uh, positioning in space, and then seeing if we can create an environment um, to train your proprioceptive sense and then seeing how that affects your motor output. Um, So yeah, that's the bulk of my work right now. Still working on my proposal, trying to get that um, finished so I can collect data hopefully in the fall. But uh, yeah, that's a little bit about me.
0: And I guess I'll send it back to SARV now and we'll get into it. Yes, send it back. Yeah, no, thank you. It's been a very long time coming, this defense and starting the publication process, hopefully. Um, Yeah, I'm I think the most surprising thing for both of us has been this pandemic, right, like right in the middle of our degrees. So it's been really hard. And honest, like, before we start, I really wanted to address this. Like I myself am privileged enough to be able to go to school and, um, you know, f- like financially uh, familial, like all those privileges. I just want to acknowledge that, like that I'm, I'm in a very good position to be able to even go to school. So, um, just want to make sure that that's clear and out there. <laughs> like, we're not just sitting here talking about, oh, I go to school, you know, blah, blah, blah. But um, just want to really talk about our experience and hope that it helps you as well. Um, we're in a time where we need to be there for each other, um, be it school-wise or, you know, just be there for your friends and family. Support each other. And that's, a, that's the sole reason why um, we're recording this podcast, so... Yeah, as I was saying, like, the most surprising thing has been this pandemic. Like, I feel like, honestly, I feel like I was hit by a bus. (laughs) Like, right in the middle of my degree. Like, what do I do? And I'm in the best position possible. Like, I had my data fully done. I know some of my friends who um, are actually held back, uh, which is really sad. Um, But especially, like, starting your degree for you, Amelia, like, that's really hard. Like, it's very uncertain, like, whether or not you'd be able to collect data soon like when is that gonna be so that's pretty uncertain how, how are you dealing with the uncertainty um honestly like I've, I've been pretty lucky too I'd say because
1: I was in a point where I was still trying to figure out my question when the pandemic started and like I'm so happy I have one now and I'm I'm able to write my lit review my proposal from home like I don't need to be in the lab I can access everything from my computer which I've been very fortunate like I know a lot of our friends are stalled on their projects and I've been lucky enough to be able to continue mine. So, um, yeah, I just hope that at some point soon we'll be able to start going back. I know some labs have already started letting students back in. Um, but yeah, I, I would say that I'm still in a really good position too. Um,
0: yeah, so I've, I've no complaints at all. been pretty lucky. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah we've both been in pretty good positions like just despite this pandemic which is great but um, just wanted to still talk about what we find kind of surprising with this whole degree like what it what's different from undergrad what's what's a, what are some of the unexpected experiences we had we have had over for me over the two years and for you over the last year um, just more of a reflection of. What we think. So, do do you want to start? Yeah,
1: sure. Let's talk about it. Um, Coming into the masters, honestly, I had no idea what to expect because I didn't do a fourth year research project, um, like a lot of my peers did. I did an internship. Um, You had the option to do an internship or a research project, and um, I didn't really look into the research project that much. So, I ended up doing the internship, but. Yeah. So I had no idea what to expect coming into this master's and it's totally different from undergrad, like completely different, but I I love it. I think it's so interesting. The, the learning curve is, um, exponential. It's you just from the first day, it's just been like exponential learning, like right off the bat. I'm still learning every single day. And it's been a lot. Like there was a lot of information to, to, to get and to learn and a lot of skills to acquire, but it's been so cool so far. Yeah. And I I love the collaborative environment. Like we have a a lab in Montpetit and, um, (laughs) I don't know why I named the building. (laughs) No one knows what that is, but um, yeah. We
0: miss it. We miss it. Oh, I
1: miss it so much. I miss, yeah, I miss my desk. I also left a ton of food in my drawer, my favorite protein bars, (laughs) my snacks, and I've been missing those a lot. But um, yeah, I just love the collaborative environment. We all sit in the lab together and we can talk about projects or ask questions, like work together. Sometimes it can be distracting, but um, most of the time it's just very informative and a great place to work. And I miss it. It's not the same being at home writing by yourself.
0: Like I miss being in the lab, but yeah. Yeah, I I totally get it. Like I think... We come up with a lot of good ideas when we were just like sitting in the lab talking with with everybody, and everyone's so bright and they have such good ideas that it just you know just talking about day to day stuff we get into the depth of the research and we're like, "Oh wow, that would be a great idea that would be a great experiment idea to explore so I definitely missed that environment for sure um what I found the most surprising about the masters, yeah definitely like the learning curve is huge like that's it's just it goes by so fast and I think for me the biggest thing was that this goes by really fast and I I knew that if if I didn't like start right away on a project I would I would have a really hard time finishing on time and right now I'm even like I'm like this is the last week that I can basically like um, submit and then defend my thesis but which is happening very soon yeah yeah. but like the fact that it goes by really fast really shocks me like anyone who starts a master's degree and a research based one like really don't don't put things on the back burner because like it'll just pile up and that's that's the most surprising thing for me
1: (laughs) I feel like that's where I'm at right now (laughs) yeah Yeah, like I'm almost gonna be done a year like come September it'll be a full year that I've been in the program and I've only got a year left to finish that's a little bit terrifying but yeah at the same like it just goes by so fast goes by really I was fast. not expecting that um, yeah oh what just happened our computers turned off
0: Oh Oh. It's still going. Oh, it's still going. Okay.
1: <laughs> We're still new to this. We're still trying to figure out how to record. This is like the fourth different platform we've recorded on since starting the podcast because we can't seem to get the audio right. But uh, hopefully
0: this one works. Yeah. This one works. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's what I found really surprising. And um, it goes by so quickly. Um, that's that's the one thing. yeah um, mm-hmm. The other thing I was gonna talk about is the skills we learn. As you touched on, like we learn so much, and a lot of people when they do a master's, they don't really want to stay in academics. Like they, like their long-term goal is not to, you know, be a prof or, um, you know, teach later on. But there are so many transferable skills that we learn um, that we we can carry with us to uh, non-academic jobs. Are there is there anything that like stands out to you that you think that uh would help you with any other jobs that you want to get into? Yeah, so uh coming into this
1: like I was not a very tech savvy person. Like I I knew how to work an Apple Watch and an iPhone, but that's about it. Um I think that was obvious to most of my peers. Um so I- I've learned <laughs> I, just, I was just losing her mind laughing in the corner over there because she knows it's true. Um, but yeah, like all the, like the Excel, like I've learned how to like work with huge data sets in Excel. I know that's like probably not hard for most people, but I'm, I'm very new to Excel still. So just working with the Excel data sets, MATLAB, it did like a baby amount of, of MATLAB Analyzing velocity curves and just the kin arm too. Like I had no idea what the kin arm was coming into this. I'd never, like, I don't know. I don't remember learning about it. What's the kin arm? Oh yeah, okay. So yeah, <laughs> again, everyone knows what yeah. that is. I feel like I'm quizzing you,
0: but you okay,
1: good. Tell me. Yeah. Okay, hit me. So kin arm. <laughs> it, it's a. It's 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 like a robot. Um developed in Kingston. And what you do is you sit um in front of this robot and you hold on to a handle um, and you don't have vision of your arm or your hand. So you're sitting at this robot and you can move the handle around. So there's a screen in front of you, and there'll be like different targets um or or movement curves that you have to trace. And then we can modify your visual information and assess how you move um, using this robot handle. And you can apply forces to it. um, Again, change your your visual information and see see how you react to it. So that's what we use to, for our research anyway, in our lab, our our sensory motor control lab, um, we use the kin arm to collect data. And that was a totally new concept to me. I've never worked with it before. So right from the get go, I think week one, Sarv was showing me how to use the Kinarm and how to collect da- like data on the computer. And yeah, so that was like super cool to me. I'd never used that.
0: Yeah, it's it's amazing how um, how many like how many different skills we have to learn right from the get go. And you're exactly right for like working with databases and excel spreadsheets very, like that's something that companies really value and um, that's something that we don't really learn in undergrad until unless if we take a lot of statistics courses or get into machine learning computer science but the good thing about academia and research is that we get exposed to those things which uh, are very important and become very important for different non-academic jobs and um, yeah, and the kinarm is amazing. Yeah, I was just going to say,
1: like, uh, about the Excel thing. There were so many other, um, like, platforms that I learned how to use. Like, okay, everyone knows how to use PowerPoint. But um, just, again, like, I didn't make a ton of PowerPoints in my undergrad. Um, so just, like, making PowerPoint presentations. Corel was another one um, just to make uh, figures, Uh, you can, you can take a figure from Excel, plop it into Corel and, uh, make it look however you want. It's just like small things like that. Like all these skills are transferable to jobs outside of, uh, research. Um, which I think is really cool if, cause if research is not something that that you want to pursue long-term or for your career, you, you still acquire all these skills and you're, you're better for it. So I'm a huge fan of that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, the things with powerpoint and public speaking mm-hmm. um and writing like being able to um make figure um make figures to for people to understand what you actually studied and what you what your results are by looking at a figure that's that's a skill like that's not something that we just learn out of nowhere but it's it takes a lot of practice to be able to put all of that data in a little figure for people to be like oh so that's how they moved in this virtual environment. Um, and yeah, so th- the Kin Arm, that's what the main thing that we, main tool that we use in the lab. It's a double jointed robot manipulandum. Um And it's, so how it's uh, set up is that it's like a TV at the top, it's a mirror. So what you see as a reflection of your movement, it's not actually the movement. And, and as Amelia said, you're not seeing your limbs at all. You're not seeing your hands, um, you're not seeing your upper body. And that's uh, what is required of you most of the time to hold on to this robot and move in this virtual environment and we're able to uh, change your visual information. So if you think about in real life, you, mm, for example, reach to your water bottle, uh, your proprioception, the sense of where your body is in space and your vision always match. But with the kin arm, we can actually mess with that a little bit. <laughs> so it's it's trippy because... Um, like when you when you're reaching straight ahead to reach for your water bottle, now we're telling you your hand is actually let's say ninety degrees to the left or ninety degrees to the right, and people adapt to this um, this becomes your new sensory motor map and uh, once we take it away, the most most like surprising part is that once we take this um, messed up visual information away, people show after effects, which is like when you don't have vision, you're still reaching 90 degrees to the left of your water bottle to pick it up Uh, but this doesn't last long this is only you know after a few uh, trials you're back to you know back to normal your vision and proprioception match but it's a very robust evidence of neuroplasticity and how our senses integrate with each other and they work together. Yeah, I think that's amazing. That's like one of the
1: things I love most about motor control is that our our brains are so adaptable. Even if you just have them reaching in this virtual environment with perturbed vision for what, like like an hour even, already your your brain rewires itself. And then, yeah, you're going to show after effects, but eventually you go back to normal. Like, that is so cool to me that Mm -hmm. we're able to do that. I don't know if other people feel that way, but I'm like, damn, that is so cool. And also, wow, like, you just explained everything so well. I, I, I'm i still struggling with trying to take the academic words and the academic, um, like, figures and, and make them understandable for the general public. That's still something I'm working on, like... Uh, like in my writing too like i'm trying to make it so that people understand so i have a hard time explaining to my parents and my family like what i actually research they're like what is a kin arm what is proprioception what are you talking about yeah i'm
0: I'm still working on explaining speaking of that's also a, a skill yeah, science translation is a skill. Like it's it's something that you actually learn in your graduate degree, which is amazing. Like I've I've uh, I'm listening to the this other podcast which I love called Papa PhD, um, and this uh, I think the host actually is a doctor. He has his doctorate from either McGill University. He's based out of Montreal, um, and he interviews a lot of people who are. Who have changed careers from academia to do something else, and there are a lot of people that he interviews who do science translation. Like they have their PhDs, but yeah, so they're like this is a skill. Not everyone can take a scientific study and make it digestible for the for the public, and that's what you're learning. I I could not do this last year.
1: Yeah, like. Like, I'm still learning how to write academically, for sure, but then there's this whole other component of making it, yeah, making it transferable and understandable to the general public, which I'm still trying to do, but, like, yeah... Just, just listening to you explain it, I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking, but I don't know how to say that. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, no, I know. Science translation is huge, hugely important if you if you want to get your point across because a lot of the times people that are reading these studies, um, they're not always people in academics, so it's really important that you make it understandable for everyone. Yeah, just another, another skill, another thing you learn in grad school. Um, what would you say... Is something that you've, like an unexpected thing that you learned in grad school, you didn't know you'd have to do? Is there anything that stands out to you that you're like,
0: wow, this, this, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I don't know if as much of a learning thing or, you know, an unexpected waiting period again, but it's when you have to wait for stuff to happen. Like, you submit your proposal, you have to wait. Yeah, you have to submit ethics, you have to wait. You submit your thesis, you have to wait. You have to wait for your paper to be published. Like, all those waiting periods are just, like... Wow, like, what do I do? So that's something that, was, that I was also going to talk about with, um, like, things go by really fast, but also very, very slow at the same time um, once you finish, like, each of the milestones. So it's very good to have that timetable and somewhat stick to it. I think I, I, I've always had this timetable from the beginning, but I'm always about two months behind. So I've I've given given myself about 2 months of a buffer period because I know myself like I like having fun, I like going outside, I like traveling. Yeah, so those things like <laughs> I give myself the 2 months buffer um in my timetable, but yeah, like the waiting period. What else like unexpected thing that I've learned? Um I think writing is the most important. Like that it's not unexpected. Like I knew that my writing would improve, and I think that we're very we're blessed with our supervisor because she is amazing at writing. And I know a lot of people don't actually get that in academia, so it depends on um, what lab you take. I think the most unexpected is like talking to other people and their experiences in their labs. So different, like so different, yeah. So I'm like the the writing part and just learning about everyone else's experience in grad school um it's amazing like people like you can have a completely different experience in one lab in the same same university same school um and a completely different experience based on your supervisor so it's very important um who you pick um whether you're not whether, whether or not you get along um those things are very important because you're in constant commu- communication with your supervisor
1: yeah and i like we're all doing the same masters like You and I, for example, we're in the same lab, um, but like people that are also in the same master's program, but they're in different labs, so different from ours. Like each lab is, has its own niche and that's what they study. And again, like your supervisor um, will affect a lot of the choices that you make. And it's very self-directed learning. Like you do a lot like on your own, but your supervisor is there to guide you hopefully um, all the time. And, yeah, like, even people who are in the same master's program as us but in different labs, like, hugely different experiences um, than us. But, like, we are so blessed to have the supervisor that we have. She's amazing. Like, I can't say enough good things about her. Incredible writer, incredible person, Um, like, such a great academic but also takes great care of herself. I just – I look after her so much. And, uh, yeah, we got very, very lucky with our supervisor um but yeah it's just crazy for how from lab to lab even if you're in the same program technically it just changes so much yeah that was one thing that really surprised me I thought we were just going to be a big group of like first year master students all doing the same thing but it's it's totally different than that
0: you know what surprised me the most for your class like your incoming class of 2019 2020 so many girls I am so proud of all the females in your class like so many. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I was just going to say, I think
1: in the, because when we took the, the research methods class, like first year class, it was 19 girls and one guy in our class. And our prof was like, I've never seen this before. Like I, I've never seen this many females in a
0: research class. Yeah. Go females in STEM.
1: Yeah. Female empowerment. Yeah. Females in research. Let's go. Yeah. It was super cool to see
0: that. Yeah. Yeah, and something else I realized we forgot to mention is that uh, some masters programs have classes to start with, and then you focus on your thesis after, which is our case. We we had a few courses to take at the beginning uh, to just get familiar with um, mostly statistics, research methods, and uh, I also had to take something like more specific to our field. Um, but yeah, so we did that. Yeah, and and going back to the female in STEM, wow, like I was so so amazed. Like I love it. I love all the, yeah, all the females in here. I know. I was so
1: happy to see that. Yeah, it was awesome. And I really benefited from taking those classes. Um, like, I, I honestly, I don't even think I knew I had to take classes in the master. I thought I was just going to, boom, start research, but I had no idea it was what I was doing. So, obviously, the classes make sense. And that those classes, especially the the motor control specific class, really opened my eyes to, like, what's out there in the field of motor control, what's current, what's happening, And that's like kind of helped me guide my reading to pick my questions. So I really benefited from those. Um, And I know you had to do two extra classes than I did. (laughs) She's rolling her eyes. That got um, like taken away for my year. Um, I don't know what you your experiences were with those classes, but yeah, I'm super like happy with the classes that I took.
0: Uh, Learned a lot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I love the classes. Like they were just so nicely, uh, put for us to put, to prepare us for, for the whole experience. And, um, they just set us up for success because, you know, I assume like the modern control specific classes, uh, a lot of, uh, information because you're learning, you're reading a lot of the abstracts to this conference that we usually go to every year. Um, but, um, yeah, it's really nice. And, and you get to practice public speaking at the beginning. Like in every class, you have a lot of presentations to give. Uh, because comes time, you have you know proposal and defense to, uh, to prepare for. So those are really good classes.
1: Yeah, I had no idea how much public speaking was going to be required from a master's degree, especially a research-based one. Like I didn't know we were going to have to... Like, speak at conferences, propose, defend, speak in front of our peers. Like, I didn't know that was part of it. But I guess, how else do you get your research out? How else do you tell people about it? You don't just publish a paper and hope people read it. You do a lot of presentations. So, I've definitely worked on my presentation skills a lot. Um, That's something, not something that I'm used to. And the conferences. I didn't know how many conferences were happening yearly. Like just so many I was so lucky to go to a conference last year I joined you guys um, for the one in October I kind of just tagged along <laughs> I didn't really have any work to present but
0: I was like I feel like going with you guys no, you you helped me so much you listened to me from, to my presentation the practice so many times I know that was uh, that was must have been painful but that was my first talk that I was giving <laughs> in a conference and Amelia was just there listening to me and like just listening to this presentation over and over and over again and i was driving i was talking and i was i was like trying out the microphone the day before and like she was there for all of that for me freaking out <laughs> all of it yeah that was that was a great experience yeah i think my favorite part about the masters and grad school is working with people and collaborating like and that's like the conferences are the hub for that like you meet a lot of people from from different universities, different countries. It's amazing. I think that's my favorite part. What's your favorite part about a master's degree?
1: Damn, I was going to say the conferences too. It's just so cool. Like you're so in your own lab, like in your own niche, you forget that there's a lot of other labs out there around the world, like not just in Ontario, Canada, but like worldwide that are doing such similar things to you and it was so cool to walk around the posters presentations and just talk to people about their research. I'm like, I've read these abstracts. Like, I know what this is. I can ask more questions. I can inquire about stuff. And, um, yeah, like one of the posters I saw at SCAPS actually led me to the, you know, like the sort of question that I'm, I'm looking at now. So that's this, that was such a cool opportunity to me. And also like visiting another city, like that was my first time in Vancouver. Amazing, beautiful, beautiful city, like so much to do and that was like where else can you do that you get to travel for 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 school like ah, that was amazing definitely the conferences probably one of my favorite parts
0: yeah exactly I I could not agree more um yeah grad school experience man like we can talk about this forever but I think uh we're actually good for today do you have anything else to add no, I just, I'm glad we, we
1: talked about grad school again. Like I'm, 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 or not and we haven't talked about it yet, but I'm glad we finally talked about, um, grad school. Cause that's a huge part of our lives, obviously. And yeah, I'm just, I'm loving it so far. Yeah.
0: And hopefully we, we will have more insight. Um, but this was kind of an introduction of, you know, what we do, what our lab does, uh, how our experience has been and, um, We are very lucky to be able to even go to grad school and be safe. Uh, Of course, no in-person conferences right now, but I think we might put our uh, latest videos that we made for this virtual conference. Uh, So if you want to learn more about what we've done um, in our master so far with our projects, feel free to check out those links and um, feel free to give us any comments you have. We look forward to all the feedback. So thank you for listening.
1: Yeah. The feedback has been great guys. Thank you. Keep it up. We, we love your feedback. Any suggestions or comments or questions that you have, send them our way. And yeah, thank you so much. And remember to always send it. Have a good week guys. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening and remember to always send it.